Good morning. It's Friday. It's March 31st, last day of March. And as we wrap up our, our devotion this week, and we're going to move over to Mark chapter 15, verse 3 for today. And to, to close out our, our verse. And, and it's just looking forward to, to Good Friday. And uh, where Jesus says in the ninth hour, with a very loud voice, My God, my God. Why have you forsaken me? So our text is just one verse. Mark 15, verse 34. And again, at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Yes, indeed, Jesus was forsaken. He was not only forsaken by the crowd who on Palm Sunday shouted, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed be the Lord. And then only five days later, they cried out, crucify him, crucify him. He was forsaken by the religious leaders. They stirred up the people and had Jesus arrested and condemned. He was also forsaken by his disciples when he needed them the most. They were nowhere to be found. But all of this was as nothing compared to what he experienced when hanging on the cross when he was forsaken by God his Father. The most gut-wrenching cry of abandonment and loneliness in history came not from a prisoner or a widow or from a dying patient. It came from Skull Hill, from the Messiah. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why did God leave him alone on the cross? God the Father made God the Son, who knew no sin, to be sin on our behalf. At this moment on the cross, all the sins of the world were poured upon Jesus, and he bore them all. When God laid upon him iniquity of all, the Holy Father could not have fellowship with his Son, but rather turned from him. In paying the penalty for your sins and mine and the sins of the world, Christ was forsaken by God. There was alienation from God. During this grim period, Jesus was bearing the sins of all people. His sinless soul was brought into contact with the sins of the whole world. And his awful load, this awful load, crushed him. The darkness at the crucifixion represents God's divine judgment on sin. The cross became the place for the pouring out his wrath. Jesus was the recipient of God's judgment on sin. Our human minds will never be able to penetrate and fully understand the full significance of the heart-wrenching words that fell from the lips of Jesus as he died, bearing the penalty of all of our sins. Jesus Christ, being divine and of human flesh, Sin in all its ugliness took possession of him, of his human soul. And then he underwent the full consciousness of God's wrath upon him and the sin he was bearing. Jesus, his human soul, endured the removal, banishment, and separation from God, which is the supreme penalty for sin. 
As a result, Jesus knew firsthand the pain of separation from God that is experienced by every human being. So why did all this happen? The Savior was forsaken of the Father, so you and I might never be forsaken, but rather forgiven. He endured the darkness so that we might have light. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. The Father abandoned the Son for your sake, for our sake, for the salvation of the whole world. I find it hard to grasp the mystery and the magnitude of this truth. As Martin Luther once said, God forsaking God, who can fully understand it? Yet even with my minute grasp of this reality, it calls me to confess, to worship, and to adore Jesus Christ, the Messiah, who took on all the burden of my sins. Jesus died for all our sins. He did not abandon you or me. He did not abandon us. Suffering and being banished by God for our sins and feeling the pain of the cross, Jesus did indeed cry out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? What a chilling reminder about Jesus Christ, the Son of God has done for us. Let's pray. Lord God, while I might find it hard to grasp and to understand the magnitude, the magnitude of what Christ did for me, I do give you thanks. I do give you praise for loving me so much that he would suffer all for me. Amen. Thanks for being with us this day as uh, we prepare now to begin Holy Week. That starts Sunday with the double service, the service of, of Palm Sunday that moves into Passion Sunday. The Palm Sunday celebrates Jesus moving into to Jerusalem, the crowds sing, singing um, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. But it quickly moves to the upper room and it moves to a point of sacrifice, a point of service where Jesus gives up his life for you and me. The blood runs red and yet it pours over all of us and washes us clean. And then Holy Week moves to Thursday where we celebrate Holy Thursday, known as Monday Thursday. It is where Jesus washed the disciples' feet. It is where Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper, which we will celebrate at Trinity and in many churches too at night. We end our service with the stripping of the author, bare preparation for the sacrifice of Christ on Good Friday. Where we hear the closing of the tomb. And then, of course, 
It all starts anew with the celebration of the resurrection on Sunday, following this Sunday. The Sunday of the resurrection, the Sunday of the Easter. I pray they'll be with us for all of those worship services, whether in person or online, or if you have your own church, please join them. If you have any questions about any of this, send me a note, Pastor Brian at ReadingTLC.org. Share me your questions, and uh, we'll, we'll begin a dialogue. So go in peace, serve the Lord. Remember, Jesus died for you. Go in peace. Amen.